Welcome to the Alphabet Fly Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who will eventually become a very big part of a very big character. Uh, so, Brienne. Oh. Hi. Hi. It's good to yeah. know. Thanks. I'm excited to become a very big part of a very yeah. big character. Today we're talking about Prowler. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, um, okay. Which, uh... For a long time, I'm going to be real honest, until, like, I actually read a comic with I just thought someone was drawing, like, a weird spawn for a long time. Yeah, he kind of does look like a weird spawn. Yeah, like, he has he has a really long cape, he has, like, the spiky eye things, like a full cow. Very much, very much not the, exactly the stealth a Prowler would really want. Also, the outfit is, like, kind of garish, when you think about it. It... If you're at like a goth club or something, you'd be like you'd be the hottest bitch in the room in that. Yeah. But uh but yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about Prowler, who is uh, Miles Morales' uncle, Hobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Um now, do we know that at this point in time? No. Not at all. No. But he does he does but feature pretty uh, prominently later on. And becomes a somewhat good guy. I don't know what he's doing right now. Yeah, I think it's more like, the way I always felt about him was like, I don't always agree with your choices, but I understand why you're making them. You do very much love your nephew. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like malice, malice is not the intent. It's it's more survival. And I can, I, I like that in a character where I'm like, I know you're doing things that aren't great, but like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think you're a bad person. But, uh, but yeah, so he is, a, but yeah, his name is Hobby Brown. He's a construction worker and part-time inventor, um, which is cool. Uh, he's a citizen of the United yeah. States with no criminal record, because you have to be caught to have a criminal record. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only because he hasn't gotten My caught. My favorite one was Nitro, who's ex- who explodes. Um, and the yeah. reason why he never had a criminal record, even though he's done so many crimes and everyone knows who he is, um, is because they wouldn't want to bring him into an area without him being in different parts because he might kill everyone. <laughs> can't be tried if they can't if they can't bring in one exactly. piece. Exactly. You know, they can't try like separate Tupperware containers holding its cells either. Can you hear me in this top Can you hear <laughs> yeah. me? Uh answer my question. But uh, but yeah, so he was uh, born he has no other alias. He was born in the uh, Bronx. He's married. His known relatives is Minnie S. McPherson, a uh, wife who retains maiden name, which is pretty progressive for that time. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up in the 70s. That time. So. I mean, 60s, late 60s. So, um, and uh, Manuel Manny Lopez, little brother under the Big Brother program, dead. That's. Mm, okay. Uh, now. He also is the brother of, um, he's also the brother of Jefferson Davis, which I never, mm, 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 I'm side-eyeing mm-hmm. Bendis a little bit on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he made him a cop, too, which I'm also just, eh. 
I know. Mm. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I side eye Bendis for. Yeah, right now I just I'm just happy he's writing Superman. And I don't. He's not touching my precious teams anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things where I'm like, really, dude. Mm. You gave me just. You gave me Alias, and now I have to put up with this. Just like, hey, dude. I understand. I understand. You're, you're not. You're just a white liberal. It's. The effort is there, but the execution, he he beefs it a lot. Also, he made Carol Danvers a fascist. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't love that. Also, he made the actual and fascist he, Captain America not look as bad next to her. And then, uh, I can't, I can't handle how he was like, uh, it's no big deal that Jean Grey has invaded Bobby's mind without his consent I, and forced him to come, and forced him to come out. Here's the thing, I don't care if the- your best friend that you've known for your no- whole life, you've known that they were gay since the moment you met them. You don't tell them. You don't, you don't, you don't say, hey, you're gay. You need to do something about like, it. You don't, you don't do no. that. I, I was livid. I'm, so no, this is just another one of those things where it's like, listen, you tried to do a good, but you did a bad. You did a real bad. Have a, uh, you're at Marvel. You can afford a sensitivity reader, but. You can afford well, he was the one. architect, and everything that he did was was went through. Though, no, I'm just. I. I mean, uh, to be he just uh, to be fair, him moving away from Marvel literally like had the rise of like all of my favorite writers now. So mm-hmm. like you know, yep. I got I got myself some Leah Williams and Donny Cate, so I'm pretty happy. Exactly. Uh, so um, he first showed up in Amazing Spider-Man issue number seventy-eight in. 1969, The Night of the Prowler. That's a fitting. It's a fitting name. And I think that this is a decent Spider-Man cover. You have the Prowler with his uh, laser gauntlets. Cool. Sick. Sick. And Spider-Man is uh, dodging. And you get a lot of, you get a lot of, you know, action on it. And I feel like it would capture my attention. Yeah, it's a solid Spider-Man cover. Yeah, is it the best one? Nah. Is it a... Is it one that would capture your attention? Yes. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. There's so much movement. Yeah. Also, I feel like they should, uh, you know, like, you know, cheeked him up a little bit. You know, he's, you know... D- double, double cheeked up. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like uh, we need to objectify Peter a little bit more. You, you know... I love it. I love it. I love it when they give him some cheeks. I do. You know, like, that whole thing... I do want to point out, I do want to point out that whatever the, that the Frank Cho thing was going on, where he basically, like, drew... Like by one sphincter, like on something. Like people were pulling out, be like, "Well, what about Spider Man?" Be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. You don't need to draw a sphincter." Yeah, yeah. you could. Oh, you saw everything. Yeah. but also you should probably double cheek him up a little bit. You know, well, you know, you know yeah, he has a good be, butt. No, no, all all the athleticism. Let's let's add some realism yeah. to this. Give me more of a Nightwing booty. Yeah. Now also, uh, poor Nightwing. Every single time, I feel like Nightwing has the best, but the uh, the DC universe, but also like it's gotten him into a lot of <sighs> a lot of bad places. Oh, my favorite though is when he's like not being Nightwing anymore, and he's like that agent of Spiral or whatever. And Midnighter's like Nightwing, and he's like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, honey, I recognize that ass anywhere. You're Nightwing," and <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> It's just real, just real us good. two, us us two, Midnighter. Yeah, like they they like they really craft it. Like they they have a formula down on how to craft his how to craft his ass. 
But also, it's kind of like how you can recognize Namor. Like, if you could just cover up his face and just show it as abs, you can you would know who he is. A hundred percent. You show his abs and tongue gutters, you're just like, yep, that's Namor. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like there should be some like character design, like some some house design where I should be able to do the same thing with with Spidey. I feel like Spidey should have a better butt. So that's that's he should he should yeah. <laughs> Hashtag give Spidey agree, an ass. Agree. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we're not we're not talking about him right now. Uh, we're talking about a uh, good old Hobby Brown Prowler. Um, also, by the way, Hobby Brown is the. Uh, Anarchist Spider-Man, who it's uh, yes from Spider Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon. Yes, he had like, he had like uh, one issue. He had what? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Hobby Brown is him. Uh, so also, uh, give us more Anarchist Spider-Man. Yeah, give us hell more yeah. of that. Like first off, I mean, come on, you gave us a lot of Spider Gwen. Come on, exactly. Come on, dude, you know. Um, give us two black Spider-Mans in the 616. Come on. Uh, you can do yeah. it. Um, now, so he was, he felt like he was stuck at a dead-end job as a window washer because no one would give his inventions a chance. Uh, when his girlfriend, Minnie McPherson, uh, tried to get him to stop feeling sad for himself, he took that as an insult. Uh, mm, but he, but he listened mm. to her device and, uh, designed some new safety devices for window washing to show up his boss. Mr. Clark, uh, but Mr. Clark, being somewhat of a bigot, was not interested. Outraged that Hobby told Clark that he was Hobby told Clark that he was tired of working for him and quit. So he like he was he was valid. a black character from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, valid. I felt like uh, they don't do enough saying because like he was pretty early in the game. Like he he like I think the Teen Titans that like I think the only black character around this time would have been uh, the. Um, I can't remember his name. The guy who has the archangel horn that can make anyone Jericho. No, uh, nope, that's not Jericho. Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. you know who I'm talking about though, right? The Teen Titan person. He fought an angel in the Warren. early Titans. Yeah. Why am I forgetting his name? Mal. Mal something. I feel Malcolm. like I'm getting a visual of a specific cover. Malcolm. It's Malcolm something. But. Okay, um, but yeah, but, you know, Prowler? But yeah, very rarely, very rarely back then did they address actual, like, these are real life, like, this is real life racism these characters run into outside of the, the super stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, jobless Hobby Brown decided to modify some of his window washing inventions to special weapons. He adapted a special bracelet with cartridges of cleaning fluids into gas cartridges, able to shoot high-velocity pellets. Um, he... Also devised steel-tipped gloves with which to scale walls of buildings. Uh, a mask and costume and cape with specialized boots were designed, and the Prowler was born. Brown planned to commit a crime as the Prowler, when uh, with the returned stolen goods, right, planned to commit a crime as a Prowler, then returned the stolen goods. Okay, as Bo- Hobby Brown, he hoped the result uh, resultant publicity would make him a hero. Breaking into payroll department of the Daily Bugle, the Prowler knocked out, uh, knocked a guard unconscious and snatched the payroll back. Um, the Prowler fled to the roof of the building where confronted by Spider-Man. Although the Prowler additionally fought him to a standstill, Spider-Man quickly grabbed the, uh, the upper hand during the second encounter. He clogged the nozzles of Prowler's compressed air weapons with web fluids and unmasked the thoroughly demoralized Hobby Brown, upon hearing his story, 
uh, Spider-Man decided to let him go. Now, um, I I love that it's the daily the Daily Bugle because Spider-Man was like, "Give me my fucking paycheck, <laughs> give that back. That's mine. This affects me personally." <laughs> also, uh, I like to. I also I love how many people Spider-Man just disabled by shooting some web fluid at their wrists. Like, right? it took a solid, like, hundred issues before Shocker's just like, wait, I need to build these into my suit. I can't have them exposed. Yeah, like, I can't, this keeps happening. Uh, I feel like every time he says, gosh, I feel so silly. Um, also, I will say, the Shocker is one of the only Spider-Man villains that sticks with him, even though he loses every time. Like, he's just like... Yeah. Feeling demoralized, he continued his crusade. <laughs> like, it's just like... Yes. It's like, I'll figure it well, out. To, to, put it, to put it lightly, the shocker is the Jeb Bush of, uh... <laughs> Please clap. <Yeah. laughs> so good. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, we stand a Jeb Bush, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Jeb. He's not Jeb Bush. Bush is part of the name. He's a, he's like Job. Job. Yeah. yeah. So... True. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, a month, a couple months later, while delirious from illness, Peter Parker revealed his secret identity to his friends. When the fever broke, uh, Spider-Man requests a favor from Hobby Brown in consideration for not returning a man. Uh, Brown a- agreed to use his special equipment to impersonate Spider-Man in front of Peter and his friends. Uh, Brown, however, does not know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Someone will put two and two together. Wait, I know why they don't give Spider-Man an ass, because people would be able to recognize them. It'd be like the Nightwing thing. That's true. Give too good, he wouldn't be able to keep a secret identity. If you give him too good of an ass, everyone's going to be like, that's Spider-Man's ass over there. Because that's what people see when he's swinging. Like, this, like, yeah. Know. Yeah. If any Spider-Man statue has shown me, he's always coming in ass first. Yeah. That's what they all look like to me. Yeah, he's always, he's, he's always, he's always throwing it back for people. Bust it open, Spidey. <laughs> uh, Brown later became suspicious when he read a Daily Bugle article harping on Spider-Man's alleged role in the death of Captain Gwit, Cap- well, Gwen Stacy, no, uh, George Stacy. Um, he wondered if Spider-Man used him as an unwitting accomplice. Donning the Prowler outfit once more, uh, Brown decided to bring Spider-Man to justice. Um during the ensuing battle, the Prowler threw himself and Spider-Man into the skylight and down an elevator shaft. While Spider-Man clung to the inside of the shaft, the Prowler fell too fast for the hero to catch him. With his webbing, instead Spider-Man shouted for him to use his claws to break his fall. He managed to he managed his feet before striking the bottom, which you know good. Also, yeah. he learned his lesson with Gwen Stacy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, that is something he's done. Like he, like that's something that he does like grapple with, which is one of the reasons why he has like the uh, the net webbing and stuff. Like that's one of the reasons he's developed it, so he could. Yeah, shoot and that's it out. one of the that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons. Uh, but like Prowler's whole thing, I'm like, you're not a bad guy. You make some ding dong decisions. Uh, but I like you. Like you're. You're doing your. You're really doing your best. He's he's not a bad dude, honestly. Yeah. Um. He. I mean. He does. He does. He sometimes works the kingpin. Yeah. But he always tends to not after a little bit. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then like he has to live under capitalism, and you know sometimes you're you take bad jobs because of your live circumstances. So I 
I will say that was a bad decision on his part, but I do get it. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man carried the unconscious Brown to a nearby hospital, stripping a pal- prowler of his costume before uh, tossing him in an ins- oh, Wow, not him. Wow. Before tossing his stuff into an incinerator. Um, before, <laughs> yeah. He, he then called Brown's fiance, Mindy McPherson, and told her that she could where she could find Brown. Since that Spider-Man was no murderer, Brown decided to forego a career as a crime fighter. Um, he married Mindy and obtained a job as a construction worker. He became associated with the Big Brother program uh, in his community and took on a boy named Manny Lopez as his little brother, with whom he worked with over a year. But Lopez became involved with violent street gang and was killed by a watchman when they broke, in, when they broke into a box train yard. Uh, the police wrongfully suspected the White Tiger as being the killer, and Brown designed another Prowler costume to confront the Tiger. And White Tiger was... It, I talked about them in the past. Uh, li- listen to our White Tiger episode. Like, yeah, it's amulet based power. I think almost all of them were Hispanic in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the end of all this... At the end of the dispute, the White Tiger's innocence was proven, and the Prowler and the Tiger decided to establish themselves as true superheroes. Upon hearing that the loose-knit adventures known as the Defenders were soliciting new members, them and a myriad of other costume adventurers petitioned for membership. However, the Prowler's aspirations were quickly dashed when Valkyrie, uh, overcome with battle madness, tossed him into the New, uh, new York Harbor. Okay, by the battle madness. Yeah, so um, <laughs> if you're gonna read like a series of the Defenders comics, Defender for a Day is a wonderful one. It's just it's filled with just it has people just like being like, "Yo, let's be Defenders," and uh, and Nighthawk, which is that the sounds one- good. Cause the only the only the only Defenders I've read was the more modern one where it was all all ladies, you know, for. For science reasons, I chose to read to read that uh, to read that for one. For science reasons, you chose to read the <laughs> one that was headlined by Valkyrie and a bunch of other tall buff ladies. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I wonder. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing weird. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> but Defender for a Day, you yeah, said. Yeah, Defender okay. for a Day. No, but the whole Defenders run. Uh, definitely read the Steve Gerber run, even though there's some weird dude politics in it. It's real fun, like really fun. Like you get to read about the headmen. And that whole thing, I could go through that story, and it will never make sense. Um, so I would read you know, read the read the Steve Gerber run of the Defenders. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the Len Wein run is pretty good too. And also, it's a really long running comic that people don't talk about. And there've been so many like big characters on the Defenders, like on and off over time. Yeah. It's kind of in between ground before people kind of go off of their main team to go to another. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, when he pulled himself onto dry land, uh, Brown decided to quit. He, he stored his Prowler gear in the basement of his Long Island uh, city tenements, where he subsequently where subsequently stolen by the thief known as the Cat Burglar. It's Cat One. It's uh, he has a cat symbol on. He's a Iron Fist person. Oh, okay. I'm getting a visual now. Yeah, he's he's really okay. hot too. That's also another thing. Yeah, like, like he's canonically that's, that's canonically a- he's really hot. Like it's not like a like oh he's drawn hot. Like people are just like wow he's very hot. Like 
Yeah, burgle me, sure. I don't care. Yeah, I'll have some things you can burgle. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the cat used a variation of the Prowler's costume to commit crimes for the criminal called Belladonna, who I don't know is on Krakoa right now. It's uh, Gambit's ex-wife. Yes. Is Belladonna mm-hmm. on Belladonna Krakoa? Boudreaux? Maybe? Like, is she? Also, how many of the thieves and assassins are there? There are so many mutant thieves and assassins. Yeah. Does Gambit feel a little weird out that Belladonna is on the... Because last time he met her, she tried to kill him. Yeah. But I mean, that was also with Apocalypse. And now he's running around in, uh, he's running around in uh, Otherworld with, uh, with all the other uh, Captain Britain people. And with... I don't understand... Like, I don't want to get into that yet. I'm... I just have I have very strong feelings about how how much therapy some of these people need to go through. Gambit for sure. Although and also Xavier might have just gotten rid of that because he's a bad person. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, sometimes sometime later, uh, Brown's wife Mindy became a bookkeeper for a company called Transcorps New York. Oh, maybe that's where they get all the all the HRT stuff. Oh no! It's, it was owned by it was it was owned by Justin Hammer. I don't think he cares about trans people too oh, much. Oh no, he would not. No, now, he Sam would Rockwell not. does, but Justin Hammer does. Sam it. Rockwell, yes, Justin Hammer, no. I'm pretty sure Sam Rockwell said trans rights at least once. At least I want him to. I hope so. I really I, I really hope so. Yeah. Um, the company was caught in some suspicious stock deals with, and then they set uh Mandy up to take the fall with a fake set of books. Brown has designed a third costume. And as a prowler discovered where the real information was placed on a computer chip disguised as a jewel on a priceless Valencia chalice? What? That's a you, you could just burn the book. The ledger book. And also they just they just say that like we're supposed to know the significance of that. I don't know. The prowler then traced the chalice to Los Angeles and with the help of Spider Man and the unwitting aid of the criminal known as Black Fox, uh the prowler retrieved the information chip and Mindy was acquitted of all charges. Um, later still, Brown temporarily resumed his prowl identity to aid, uh, in finding evidence to clearing Spider-Man of accusation of committing a theft, but then he learned that Spider-Man did indeed commit the theft, but only in order to help Silver Sable bring in a criminal with the Magia connections to justice. Um, yeah, that's him. Um, cool. So he's 5'11", weighs 170, has brown eyes and dark brown hair. All the male characters get to weigh a nor like just a not a waif thin amount. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she's too buff. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like you're that buff, you're gonna weigh. Also, five eleven with one seventy, you're a beanpole. You are, but like the female characters a lot. They're like she's this tall and only a hundred pounds, and I'm like she would not be alive, buddy. So he does a lot of regular exercise. Um. He has no superhuman Probably. powers. Um, he does have bracelets comprised of gas cartridges around the wrist and ankles. They work under the principle of pneumatics. That branch, that branch. Oh, sorry, they were just describing what pneumatics are. Um, and like he he uses like certain little like things in them, like a flanchettes or pellets containing non-lethal gases, small explosives, a blinding magnesium flares, which burst on contact. And also, he could put stuff like mace or cleaning fluid in them, if he wanted to. <laughs> Just, that's the power of pine cell, baby. Yeah. Also, he can uh, 
Also, his boots also are nomadic, so he can, like, jump from high places without hurting his legs. Um, up to 50 feet. So as long as he lands right, he won't, he won't feel any pain. I like the, uh, the sounds they used for Prowler in, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Oh, his theme was so good. Because you can hear his, like, so good. But you could hear, like, the noises while he's jumping around, and I, I loved it. Also, his theme was, like, I think one of the best out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I need to watch it in the Spider-Verse, you guys. It's all on Netflix. Such a good movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so his cape also allows him to do some aerial maneuvers. Like, it has um, fibers that, like, expand when jumping from great heights. And he has, like, the whole, you know, the whole Batman thing, basically, where he can glide. Glide, yeah. Um, and he can go up to 100 feet with uh, his cape. And he also oh, wears uh, gauntlets with steel tipped uh, with steel tips that allow him to scale buildings, and they can penetrate concrete and are powerful enough to cut through three inch uh, steel sheets, which is pretty powerful. And uh, he's also real good at hidden combat. Okay, um, okay, this is technically an accomplishment, but he's a green belt in taekwondo, like green belt. Not, not, not to laugh at, but, but you know, why'd you put that on a resume? What? Well, why would you? You just, just listen. Just, just, the resume's not. Just, just say your resume's not long. The resume's not long. Um, and he couldn't put his taekwondo instructor as, uh, like a character reference if he lied about his belt. So yeah, like I feel like you just, you just lie. Just say you're a black belt, and when someone says like, "Well, show me," you just stab them with your gloves. <laughs> well, like, is this good enough for you? And then, but, uh, that is, that is the Prowler. Um, pretty good. Pretty good character, I think, for the most part. Um, yeah, solid character. Yeah. Uh, makes me want to go, makes me want to go read some Defenders for, uh, for non-gay reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's tons of gay reasons to read it, but also. There's tons of gay reasons, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should definitely read it and, um, just as, as a thing. Also, just like it's just real good. It's just like the Steve Gerber run again. Is he a little bit of a trash person sometimes? Yeah, but like he knows Listen, how to write I a really had good to, story. Yeah, that's that's a lot of comics where I'm like, oh, you're kind of a trash bag. But dang, do I love this comic? Well, at least you're just a white liberal instead of a fascist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which, uh, weirdly enough, there are fascists who want to write comics. Um, but yeah. Uh, they're always, almost always found out, though, eventually. Um, I think, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? No, I'm just, I'm gonna read some, uh, Steve Gerber Defenders now. Yeah. Though. Uh, well, this is, uh, well, but yeah, what do you have to look? Um, I am the writer, creator, and a voice actor on the audio drama podcast, Today's Lucky Winner. Um, it is a chaotic supernatural comedy with some drama. Um, it's been described on Reddit as chaotic and uh, Buffy for stoners. So if any of that resonates with you, um, sapphic romance, uh, vampires, um, and just lots of fart jokes and stuff, it might be the audio drama for you. So you could catch us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on social media uh, at Lucky Winner Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Into Riverdale, where me and my friend Daniel talk about Riverdale episode by episode. We're currently in 
season three, and I don't think the writers of that show ever saw a single show or movie because they don't understand (laughs) basic story construction at all. Or someone told them what basic story was, story construction was, like through a third hand account. But yeah, it's it's decent. It's a pretty decent show. Um, it's but uh, yeah. If you want to support me, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram to see the people we're talking about. Uh, you can also support me monetarily by going to at Alphabet Flight. Oh, sorry, at uh, sorry Twitter. Let's throw throw one. Okay, patreon.com slash alphabet flight. And uh, you can also go and rate, review, subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.